0: We live in turbulent, dangerous, frightening times, times of Hesteponim, not only begashmius, but even more so, dangerous times for Ruchnias. Rabbi Yisai, these are also times of extraordinary opportunity. The Shem Yishmuel quotes a Zoyer HaKadosh that says, Fortunate de Fortunate are those who do chuva in one hour, in one moment, they can be Zoyche, to Madreges far greater than Sadiqim Gemurim. That's the Lashon of the Zoyer HaKadr. Shemishmul asks, how is it possible? How could somebody merit in one second of Avoide what Sadiqim Gemurim can work on for a lifetime? And the Shemishmul explains, there are two drachim. In Avoidah Hashem, there are two ways a person could become close to the Rebbeinu Shalolim. One is the difficult way. keseder Avoidah, year after year of Aliyah, battle after battle with the Yetzirah, until one attains a madrega where he's close to the Rebbeinu Shalolim. But there's another way to become close to the Rebbeinu Shalolim. When one lives in a Tkufa of raging ra of rampant evil, of moral decay, and a person is boireach from that ra. He turns away from that, he says, I want no part of it. Zog He merits his zoich at that moment to a level of kedusha that is proportionately equal to that ra and Tumma that he spurned. All of that ra gathered together, you put it on a scale, and you take kidusha that equals that amount, and a person can reach the Madrega and the level of Tzadikim Gimurim. After Bnei Yisoscha writes, in explaining what we said last week in al and I quote his Lashon. That in a time of Nisyonist, like our generation, he's talking about 150 years ago when there's tumma in the atmosphere, we with our maisim can bring a nachasruach to the Rabbinah Shaloylam greater than the Tanoim were able to. As I state in I often say to the Bachim and our yeshiva that a generation ago people were afraid to go on the streets because they were Nazi soldiers with guns prepared to mow them down. And I tell the Bachram that today there are also Nazi soldiers on the street. Who are also ready to kill us. Not our goofing, but even worse, our neshamas. You walk into a store and on the shelves there are Nazi soldiers prepared to destroy us. You could even walk into a convention of you throw, and you walk into your hotel room and there's a closet and in there there's also in your room a Nazi soldier Prepared to destroy us. Most of you certainly didn't notice it in your rooms. I, by chance, I pushed it needed a place to put down my Shtreimel box and I opened the, the <laughs> cabinet and there it was. How much Ra? Just taking one example. How much thought and effort and creative genius went into gathering together every bit of blasphemy, idolatry, immorality stupidity and litzonis and to compress it all into that one little box. Hundreds of millions of hours of thought by the soldiers of the satan. Imagine taking all of that ra and in one moment picking it up and throwing it in the garbage. According to the Shem Mishmuel berige chadah in that one moment, a person would bring into his neshama so much kedusha that it would equal all of that programmed tumma that was put in with so much time and effort. What an opportunity! We can accomplish so much in turbulent times. The Hele Gestaypal, is a Chusa Yogen Alein, who said, there hasn't been a zman that was roi for de deshmaye, like there is today, since Kabbalah's HaToyrah and HaRsinah. It's a time where we can accomplish wondrous things. Let me tell you an extraordinary story, Talk that happened in the battle for Normandy. The story has so many facets and so many angles, it's really to make a schmuz just on the story, but I just want to focus on one aspect. When the soldiers parachuted into the French territory, they got lost, many of the commanders were lost, and they had no leadership. And they grouped together, it was a group of about 50 soldiers wandering aimlessly through the French countryside. It was late at night, there was a moon shining. And they were crossing an empty field. 50 American soldiers. From the other side of the field, suddenly they saw about 50 German soldiers, also leaderless, walking across the same field. They looked at each other. And instead of engaging one another, they just both continued walking. (laughs) Why should we die for nothing? (laughs) Let's just make as if we didn't see each other. (laughs) And one of the great oddities of war, this is what happened. Now let's think. All those soldiers should have been court-martialed. They committed a terrible crime in the laws of warfare. They could be executed for that. A... Tomorrow these very same German soldiers could be on the cliffs shooting down and killing their soldiers. Had a general been there, he would have given the order to shoot. But the soldiers are only there because they have to be. If I'm not the balabos, I don't care about the results. But if I'm the owner, if I'm the general, I know I have to win this battle. I have to gain this territory. We have to look at our avodis Hashem as if we are generals, I'm running my own business. As the Heli Gechof said, he said, the biggest tvi on a person, oilam or Emes, is going to be, how did you live your life without a cheshbin? He says, even the smallest shopkeeper, at night he makes a cheshbin, he looks over the books. But the worker doesn't, the one who's just getting, he's a hired hand, he goes home at night, but if I'm a boss, I'm a general. I live with Chesh and Nefesh and I see what I can do to improve. Where I can extend my reshus, and take the high ground from the Yetzirah and defeat him even with smaller koiches. And that's what Kedusha is. There was a Rav in Seattle, Washington, Rav Landinsky. Years ago, he got a phone call from the Altus Kalen Rebbe Zuchus Yogin Aleinu. At that time, there was a famous senator who was known to be an Oyev Yisrael, Senator Henry Jackson, Scoop Jackson. And this Rav Landinsky was close to him. And the sklaner Rebbe, calls him up. He says, the Rebbe needs to have urgently tomorrow an appointment with the senator. Could you arrange it for him? So the senator is now in Arizona. Don't know when he's come back to Washington. Try your best. He calls up and he says, yes, I'll receive him tomorrow morning, 9.30. I'll be in Washington, D.C. And I'll set aside all my schedule to meet with the rabbi. The Rebbe calls him back and he says... I want you also to come I need an interpreter, I don't speak English well so I can't. you have to come, emergency so Rabbi Landinsky flies down to Washington and the Heligus Glen Rebbe comes into the magnificent oak paneled office of Senator Jackson and he sits down on the plush chair and Jackson had put aside all his appointments at for the Rebbe and the Rebbe whispers to his Gabba something in his ear and he whispers to Rabbi Landinsky that the Rebbe didn't have time to daven yet and he needs a quiet place to daven with the senator in mind, if he can use his office, so he should be able to daven. And he, he related the message, had no problem. He stood outside in the hall till Sklana finished davening. He came back inside says, Rabbi, how can I help you? And Sklana opened his mouth, and he said two words, and then he burst into tears. He couldn't talk. And Senator Jackson said, Tell the rabbi, I know exactly what he wants. But what can I do about it? And the Rebbe said, tell him he knows, if he wants to do something about it, he knows which buttons he can push. He knows how to take care of it. Senator Jackson explained that a few days before 20 Eden in Romania were arrested on trumped up charges and sentenced to death. And Scalernev was to him that at that time Romania wanted to have trade with the United States, and he was in the head of one of the trade committees. And he got on the telephone at that moment, and he called up, and he said, he called up the ambassador of Romania, and he said, if you ever want to do business with the United States of America, if you don't release those Jews today, hair will grow on the palm of my hand before you'll see a nickel of business from our country. And the Eden were freed. And they asked him why he did it. He said, never in my life have I seen somebody feel somebody else's pain like that. The man couldn't talk. He couldn't compose himself. And I wanted to be part of that. The author of Enkelum tells us, we have to work on this midr. He says, we have to use the koyach We have to use our imagination. We have to imagine... And think, what if we would be there? We have to think, Nebuchadnezzar, nebuchadnezzar the mishpachos that are left alone and bereft, Yisoyim of Almanas, Levius and Shivers, day after day. But there shouldn't be an ugly feeling that we're embarrassed of, but sometimes it's there which just says, Baruch Hashem, we're not there. And if our hearts are so hard that we can't feel, we have to besiege the Rebbeinu. We have to be mespaloib azoy vitar of the be'emus Rebbeinu shem gemach a yidish heart. I should feel a yidish tzar. And the Sefer Chassidim writes that when we ask for a tefillah for help and avodas Hashem, the Rebbeinu shlemi shemei a tefillah say af alpi sheein biyodei masim tovim. And the Torah Shalom, it says, For every twill of the Rabbi Shalom could say no, except when you ask for Yir shemaim. It's not Bidei to say No.